Jeff Teolis, another pinball profile right now at Stern headquarters just outside Chicago with the legendary game designer Steve Ritchie. Steve, how are you? I'm great. I'm glad to be here. We're glad you're here because you being at Stern means a lot to pinball players like myself. You've come up with some amazing titles over the last few years. But for me personally, the first game I ever remember playing was Black Knight. And, wow. and that got me hooked with the magnets and the upper ramp. And here I am much, much older and still playing pinball. But it was the Black Knight that did it for me. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm honored that that got you started. It's a very expensive habit if you decide to own them. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few, but it's a, it's a fun habit. Yeah, you know my my goal is to make games that people want to play over and over again. And, you know, the, I don't know. It's a, I view a pinball machine as a complete package. I want everything to tie in together: the sound, the speech, um, how the game plays, how the ball rolls, um, the toys, just everything: speech, music. What well, was Black Knight for me? What was it for you when you first started playing pinball? For me, it was. Um, it was just fun. I mean, I was in a bowling alley. I think I was around maybe 10 years old, 1960. And my parents would bowl and I would go and play the pinball machines. I think they were three for a quarter, you know. So they would give me a dollar or something and I'd try to make it last all night and as long as we were there. And uh, mostly they were uh, Gottlieb, newer Gottlieb Wedgeheads, 1960 and beyond there, I don't know. I had uh, had one experience one night, you know, I'm kind of like, when I was in the eighth grade, they said, you're going to be a mad scientist in a toy factory. That's what my teachers voted me. You know, that was my future occupation. And that's just about what it is. <laughs> yeah. But but then it was like, you know, I was really curious about them. And one night at the bowling alley, a technician came and opened up the game. And, uh, you know, opened up a Scotley game and had the play field up in the air. And the bottom of it was beautiful. It's like all chrome-plated stuff. And the guy said, yep, this is the Cadillac of the industry. And that's what it was. And that got you hooked. Well, I loved how it looked and how I, I could figure out how everything worked pretty much. Not everything, not, not the score motors, sure. but the solenoids and everything. Yeah, I could, I could figure that out in the drop targets after I saw them, not before. But yeah, it, it made me very curious and I don't know, I like building things and taking things apart my whole life. Big pinball family, you're here at Stern right now, but your own family with Mark as well too. I mean, there must have been some pinball competitions for not just playing, but making games as well. Well, it, we weren't too competitive. It, there's eight years between us. Uh, so, you know, we never fought or anything. There was never any fisticuffs because it would have been mean. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't want to be mean and, and he's not either. So anyway, uh, yeah, there's something, we have some gene or something that that we find uh, drives us to make pinball machines uh, in, in a certain way, too. See, I'm doing this interview right now, and you're a pleasant man. Not the guy on the pinball machines doing all those evil call-outs and telling me to play better and do everything else. Yeah. <laughs> you suck, and so does this interview. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Steve. Okay, I feel right. I feel. <laughs> Do you like doing the call-outs? Because, I mean, they're legendary. Absolutely. Lyman and I especially have fun because, you know, in fact, I've got a new list of insults going. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's great, too. It's just like, you know, it might be for some future Black Knight game or something. I don't know what I'm going to use it for yet, but definitely an adversarial kind of thing. And he's mean. He says terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeff Yolis with Steve Ritchie. Let's talk about some of your games. Now, when it comes to making some of these games, is it the theme first and then you have to come up with a game or is it a game and then a theme gets applied? No, it's always, it's always theme and I, I have to love it. I have to, I have to love everything that's, that it's built on, the theme. The theme has to have a musical connection. It has to have a, you know, it has to have a toy connection. The theme has to be as broadly uh, based uh, a demographic as possible. Like, look at ACDC. You know, kids from seven years old, they have them on their iPod or their phone. And uh, up to, you know, my age and beyond, 70-something, okay? So that might be the best demographic of all time, and everybody knows their songs. So it's like, that's a good connection. And then there's... You know, they use a cannon in their in their show. They the a bell, the train, uh, highway to hell. You know, flames. I can see a, this road burning, and it kind of goes into the ground. But I didn't do it like that. It wasn't practical. So I I, I just think about how the ball is going to roll, what it's going to do, all tied in with whatever theme. And like I said, I have to love the theme and believe that it's going to be you know, accepted and fun. And it's like, we have a hard time here. I, I even do. I, I'd like to, I'd like to make it another original theme, like Black Knight or something like that. But it's, I think, you know, it's a bit risky. Uh, maybe Black Knight would be a license anyway. It is a kind of a license. Uh, other games, I'm not sure we, you know, we get the bang uh, for the buck out of, you know, I mean, we get so much publicity and everything attached to whatever movie we pick. We, sure. You know, people just know about what, what we're uh, what we're making just by the name. Uh, yeah, Metallica. And it's know. easier to sell with the fan base already there. Yes, it is. And it's, but it, but it's not necessarily true. The fan base, you know, I always say, you know, a good game takes care of itself. If it's a good game, it's going to find a way to sell. It might take a little while for it to sell because people have to try it out, whereas people would buy a name brand or a theme without even seeing it sight unseen. Yeah, that is true. There's a few people like that, but I think most everybody wants to play the game or experience it before. That, that's, it's, there's a few guys out there that go, I have to have it. I don't even care what it is. See, for yeah. pinball players like myself, yeah. the theme is, it's a Steve Ritchie game, I want it. Okay, well, that's that's nice. I mean, yeah. ACDC, you don't have to sell me on that. That's the you first game. You know how they make them. You know how I make them. You sure. know how, how we do things here, especially, you know, with Lyman or Dwight, you know, as, as with the programmers. It's like, yeah, we have a style, and we have we have our individual styles, but we also have a joint style, you know, with everybody on the team. How satisfying is it for you to see something like Spider-Man, and the demand is huge that they've now made a vault edition, another great creation? Um... You know, it's great, but I think it's my 27th game or something. So it's like, maybe I'm a little jaded, but no, I'm excited to see them on the street. And, and I like to sometimes just stand in the back and watch people play and see what, what goes on. Uh, sometimes I will introduce myself. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll just ask them, what do you hate about this? That's a kind of a weird question, but it's, it's a good question. What do you hate about this? They'll either say nothing or, ah, oh, the ball goes down the middle too many times or something. I don't know. I learned from people. And you've taken some of those tips uh, for future games? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, yeah. I talk to so many people about pinball. That's a, it is a, a very good connection. Like a lot of us uh, in sales, they end up talking to distributors much more. And some people just have no contact, you know, with, uh, with a pinball playing crowd or, you know, people who like to go to barcades and play pinball, you know, while they're drinking or whatever, you know, it's like, there's lots of different groups. There's enthusiasts, you know, and then there's collectors, and you got, and uh, you know, hardcore players and casual players. So, 
I like to talk to a range of people, and they almost always tell me what they want or what's wrong, and of course, what's right. Well, we've seen games like Star Trek, fantastic, and Game of Thrones was the last one that we saw out, so I'm imagining there's a Steve Ritchie game coming out pretty soon. Well, it's, it's going to come out on the 35th day of the Festival of Cunagonda. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mark that on my calendar. And you might like the title, it's called The Beige Knight. Okay. He's a nice guy. He kinda, you know, passes out money to the poor and very nice. Uh, says please and thank you, that sort of stuff. You're not doing the call outs then? No. And the, my second choice might be My Little Pony. Oh, gosh. With, with real brushable hair coming off the Please back. stop. All right. Bronies everywhere are loving this. <laughs> Steve, thanks very much. Hey, it was great. I'm Jeff Teolis. This has been your Pinball Profile. My Little Pony, My Little Pony. Ah, my little pony. I used to wonder what friendship could be.